0: As we finish up our Wednesday worships for this semester, I wanted to send you home, send you off with a message of encouragement from God's word about what Ashley and Lucas just let us in, the idea of rescue, based on words from the Apostle Paul in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18. As I was thinking about the idea of rescue, It it took me back a couple of months to a a movie that I sat down and watched with my wife. We don't do that very often. And one Friday night, we decided we are going to watch a movie and found the movie called The Rescue. Not sure. Maybe some of you have seen it. Are you familiar with this movie, The Rescue? Raise your hand if you've seen The Rescue. Wow. Okay, just a couple. Steve and I have seen The Rescue. It might be an old person movie. Steve's not that old, but I know I am. Well, maybe what I'll do before I talk a little bit about it, just show you the trailer to the movie. Maybe it'll pique your interest a little bit. I think you might recognize the news story, uh, but let's play the trailer. So I've always been one of those people that is drawn into like rescue stories, like true life stuff. Back in the day, there was a show called Rescue 911. I loved watching. Maybe Body Cam. Some of you have seen things like that. I remember being struck, really, and this is not going to make sense to most of you, but I was like, I don't know, 13 years old when a plane crashed into the Potomac River and the footage of that the rescue that they tried to make showed one of the men that was in the plane crash passing the ring buoy from person to person. And he ended up not making it. And so things like that have always fascinated me. But this one, for whatever reason, just hit me a little different. And maybe you remember the news story. It's not that old. Four years ago, 2018, summer of 2018 in Thailand, 12 soccer players and their coach decided to go hiking in these Thai caves and didn't realize that there was some rain coming. The monsoon season came a little bit early. And they end up getting trapped in the cave. And as they kept moving further and further back in the cave to get away from the water, I'm not sure they realized how far from the entrance they actually were. This is a little illustration of what the cave looked like. So you can see the entrance over here. Four kilometers away is where they found them, two and a half miles deep in the cave, with all of these different flooded places all the way through that they had to escape They pumped water as much as they could. Millions and millions of gallons they tried to pump out. They tried to think about digging a shaft down to see if they could rescue them. But they went into the cave on June 23rd and the divers that they hired after the Navy SEALs from Thailand couldn't get to them, they hired these British divers or had these British divers come in and it was July 2nd when they found them. Nine days. And then it took them another six days to begin the rescue because they couldn't figure out how to do it. What's amazing, and I don't want to spoil the whole movie for you, so in case you feel like watching it later, is how they brought the boys out. They had to bring them through these narrow spots in the water and they were worried that they were going to panic and not be able to make it through. So they literally sedated them and put masks on them, diving masks on them, and dragged them through these tiny little spots two and a half miles back to the opening of the cave. The divers were so worried about doing this that they thought, they thought if they got even half the boys out successfully, it would be a victory. But all 13, all 12 players and their coach were brought out safely over a period of three days. One day before more torrential rain came and they would have been lost forever. It's an amazing story. Incredible rescue. But maybe as we think about rescues, we sometimes get complacent, maybe a little ho-hum about the greatest rescue of all? If that rescue is unbelievable, then what about what God has done for you and me? What about the rescue that didn't take an army of people, all kinds of Navy SEALs and divers, but just one Son of God to come to this world to pay for your sins and mine, to rescue us from certain destruction, certain death, And give us the gift of eternal life. That's your confidence every single day. It's the confidence the Apostle Paul is talking about in this passage from 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 18. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack and will bring me safely to his heavenly kingdom. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. I want to spend just a little bit of time tonight focusing really on, on two aspects of that passage. First of all, the idea of evil attacks. And then, secondly, the idea of being rescued and brought safely to our heavenly kingdom. You might know that this is a letter that Paul wrote, the Apostle Paul wrote his second letter to a young pastor named Timothy, who was a pastor in Ephesus. And this time around, Paul's situation is a little bit different than the first letter that he wrote. Paul is back in prison in Rome. Only he's not under house arrest. But literally chained in a cold dungeon, he asks Timothy to bring him a coat when he comes to visit him. And Paul knows, you can just sense from his words, that he knows that his life is pretty close to the end. Maybe he's not getting out of this evil attack. You see, Paul knew what evil attacks were. He had experienced them his entire ministry. In this case, he talks about friends who have deserted him, turned their backs on him, made life difficult for him. And why is he there in prison in Rome? Because he kept preaching the gospel. Because he kept telling people about the only rescue. Paul knew evil. He knew what it was all about. But so do we. We know the attacks that come to us, too. Attacks from outside, where we're frustrated by this life, where maybe we feel alone, suffering. And then, even worse, the attacks from within. We understand exactly what Paul's saying when he wrote to the Romans, I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. When we want to do good, it's evil that's right there with us and the frustration of trying to live the Christian life knowing our own failures, knowing we need desperately a rescue. That's what the Apostle Paul is pointing us to in this passage. See, the evil attacks have a source, don't they? It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden when Satan, as a serpent, tripped up Eve and Adam in that garden. That's been passed on to you and me. The devil is a liar and the father of lies and all he wants, as Peter describes for us, is this, to prowl around like a look, roaring lion looking for someone to devour. You've ever had a chance to see a big cat eat? Devour is a pretty good word, isn't it? It's scary, the picture that the Bible paints of Satan. There's no question of Satan's evil intent. Satan hates us. That's not too strong of a statement. He hates us, but he loses That's what Paul's trying to assure you and me of tonight. That's what God is assuring us of, that Satan is already defeated. In spite of his attempts, he's already been taken care of. That's why Paul could write what he does with such confidence. You want to know where that confidence of Paul comes from? It's what he knew and believed. He knew that Jesus had already crushed Satan's head. When Jesus died on that cross, when Jesus gave up his life, He crushed Satan's head. And he sealed his victory to you and to me by leaving his tomb, by rising from the dead. The confidence that Paul says, God will rescue me from every evil attack and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom, we have that same confidence. We know that Jesus' resurrection from the dead seals to us the forgiveness of sins and a life eternal with him. Jesus loves us and he wins. And it's not even close. Recently, when I was in San Antonio, I heard a sermon where the pastor used those two phrases four or five, six times in the sermon that he preached. And it just struck me so much, so simple, but so true. Satan hates us, but he loses. Jesus loves us. And he wins. And it's not even close. Isn't that exactly what Paul is saying? That we should be filled with amazement at the victory that Jesus gives us. The Lord will rescue me from every evil attack, he says. To him be glory forever and ever. Amen. That's the confidence you get to live every single day with. Sin can't win, death won't win. Satan is already defeated because Jesus is victorious. Moses was saying the exact same thing in these words from Deuteronomy chapter 31. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Your victory is sure in your Savior Jesus. I love that so much. I'm going to give you these as the takeaways for tonight. Take this with you every single day. Yeah, the devil hates us, but he loses. The evil attacks that he brings can't take you away. They cannot separate you from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. And Jesus loves us. He loves you. And he wins. And not only does he win, it's a blowout. It's not even close. The Lord will rescue us from every evil attack and bring us safely into his heavenly kingdom. In just a moment, we're going to sing the song, My Lighthouse by Wren Collective. If you know that song, it has such a beautiful message. It's the light of God's love, the light of his word that shines in the darkness of this world to lead us safe to shore, safely home. Exactly what the Apostle Paul is saying. You have the victory. You already know the outcome satan's been defeated his head crushed and our place in heaven is secure the lord will rescue us from every evil attack and bring us safely into his heavenly kingdom to him be glory forever and ever amen let us pray heavenly father thank you Thank you for the victory that is ours in Jesus, the celebration that we can have every single day, knowing that whatever Satan throws at us, whatever trips us up in our own sinful nature, Jesus has already died for our sins. He's already crushed the head of Satan. He wins and it's not even close. Comfort us by the the knowledge, Lord, that that we are your own dear children and that, that nothing truly can separate us from your love. And when you rescue us, Lord, Fill us with joy as we know the place that we're going, our home with you forever in heaven. I pray for your blessings on the students who still have tests and and things to finish up for this semester. Give them uh, the strength to finish strong, Lord. But we also pray for those who are finished already. I pray especially for those graduating this weekend. Continue to watch over them and bless them. Guide them in the life that you give them here. And then let them and all of us experience the victory you have waiting for us, the joy of heaven with you. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.